2: Welcome to the War Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host Scott Tailford, joined by Josh Brown. Hello, Scott Tailford and Ben Roy Turner. I'm third today. <laughs> you joined the chat second. You get put at the end of the line in the opening credits, and <laughs> potentially the end as well. Um, yeah. we thought that we would gather together to do a few leftover awards from 2021 because honestly, it's a flat old month. You've got to do something until Pokemon Arceus comes around, and I don't know. You know, I know all three of us counting down the days. Um, but until we get there, uh, we thought we'd do some awards for stuff. So I don't know what Josh and Ben Roy's awards are nor do they know what i've chosen but we do have six each and we'll get through as many as we can and um, i'm going to hand it over to mr josh brown what is your
1: first award well i'm gonna my, my first award just plain and simple is 2021's best video games that i have and own and could download right now but have still not played <laughs> and these include metroid dread cana yep. bridge of spirits halo infinite and scarlet nexus because for as much as we played last year boys there was just so much that slipped through the cracks. Every single video I did on 2021 games, mm-hmm. everyone asked where is Scarlet Nexus, and I'm yeah. like, I'm only one person. I've only got so much time. I've got. I, I can't can only play.
2: play I can only free up so much time from the Sopranos on PlayStation Two. I can't. <laughs> I can't get it in there. It's a hard time.
1: So, so yeah, I mean, I mean, Halo Infinite is the biggie that every time I mm. boot up my um, Xbox is just staring at me because I played the multiplayer, enjoyed the multiplayer, and want to go back to that more. But the campaign is just this like massive thing you know it's the new halo campaign and i've not even touched it
2: is it though is it the new halo campaign let me dive in sorry ben roy i was gonna go to you but i've got such a perfect segue for this because let me award The I can't believe what I'm hearing award, which goes to Halo Infinite's campaign. Now, I can't believe (laughs) what literally everyone is saying. Some of the biggest Halo fans that I'm following online, the likes of the Act Man, big old fans of Halo overall, saying that this brings back the magic from the original games. Now, I'm not going to just poop all over it, but I don't, I barely think this is a campaign. I think that it just feels so threadbare. Every single story scene is done through holograms, where you'll just go to a place, press a button. It's it's Destiny. It's it's 2014 Destiny-style design. And over time, you know, mixed with a Ubisoft-style open world, go over here, take care of the um, the propaganda outposts while you're on the way between different story missions. And all the underground bits look the same. And it's just one of those things where I'm just like, okay, sure. But this is nothing compared to the set pieces of Halo 2 and like, especially Halo 2 and 3. So I'm just, I, I genuinely don't get what people see in the Halo Infinite campaign. Um, and I, that's my thing. Ben Roy, I know you've played through it as well. Are you remotely close to me or what do you think?
3: Well, I'd be the same with you, but we were to go into more like I feel like that was Deathloop now that I finished and had mm. some time away from it. But I I don't know. Halo campaign was like the last thing I did last year, pretty much. I finished that and then waited for the New Year's New Year's things to start where you just sort of go, huh, it's another year. Let's keep going. Uh, <laughs> let's but do it again. Um, yeah. I mean that's just it, it was almost basic k like There are there points where they try to conjure up like big bits in the campaign, mm-hmm. but there were, I feel like all the new music was just kind of, you know, there. And it was always trying to harken back to the past. Mm-hmm. You had a bit where you're in a tank, but the tank in these games, uh, the, the tanks are made out of, um, I don't know, what's... a mache. Yeah, Play-Doh, things like that. You could literally <laughs> just flick it and then it's done. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't hate the open mod, right? I and it because it wasn't proper open mod, it was like pseudo-zones yeah. almost. And I loved that about that. And I thought it was just wide halo levels. Um I would have liked a bit more biome diversity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and I'd also like to know, oh, by the way, you you're in you're in the you're in the end game now, and you right. can't get and you're just in it. But the end <laughs> game, um, Josh, a little bit not spoilers, but spoilers. It's like a it's two hours before the end of something. You just go into this. You've been going into buildings the whole time that look almost exactly the same because it's Halo and you you never come out. And then when you come out, you're like, you're cornered off into this zone and then you're back in and you're just going through it. And you have all these like lords talk to you about, and I'm a big brute man. What's great? big old hologram. Yeah. But at the same time, (laughs) I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it.
2: <clears throat> hate it either. I just think that when you've got the when the bar is so high and like they've got this potential to do this open world thing just doing Ubisoft open world template 101 was incredibly disappointing and I just think that it just feels like a tech demo. It feels like it's not fleshed out enough. And like you said every ba- there's one biome for the open world at the, the, the top level and there's one art style, one tile set for the underground stuff. And it just, it wears out its welcome so quickly. And I thought that like the story hooks weren't really there. The villain's terrible, just really kooky cut. It just felt like destiny. It was just big evil man says big evil things every single time. And as much as I love John DiMaggio as the voice of him, I just got sick of that stuff. So I'm not going to go on about it, even though I just did. But <laughs> that would be my thing. Mr. Benroy, what was your first award?
3: Well, I, I figured most of mine are pretty sort of like negative in a way. So I'm just, I'm doing a really quick one here phil um, spencer choice phil spencer's choice award the uh, game pass game of the year uh i'm gonna give it to gears 5 now to the um <laughs> the i don't care anymore award uh this is yeah we, the conversation chugs through over and over again as we go through these games and if mm-hmm. we have to talk about video games and not have to because it's quite an okay gig i guess but I don't want to hear another thing about a new Splinter Cell until someone hands it to me. I don't want to hear another thing about a new Metal Gear until I someone hands it to me. I thought you were going to, to say me. abandoned. But, I don't um, want to hear yeah. another thing about a new Grand Theft Auto game until <laughs> until the day I die. I've played enough now. I'm playing Vice City right now. We just did a GTA 6 news yesterday. So. Uh, I, I think I saw the fun though which also triggered me. It's chasing and you, mate. Also, but also, I don't want to hear about it Abandoned. That is another game mm. that I don't want to hear about ever again. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give this to all of them because screw them all. I don't want to hear any more of them. Abandoned gets extra points for just appearing and then triggering everyone and then going away. Just, it's it's yeah. a
2: weird. It's a nice me- – it's not even a nice menu, really, but when you load yeah. up the app, it's just a weird little web OS thing that never got anything plugged into it. Um it's- Mr. Josh Brown, I don't think we've talked about Splinter Cell on this podcast, but quick thoughts on the idea of Ubisoft doing a Splinter Cell.
1: I'm with I'm with Ben Roy, man. Like, mm-hmm. Splinter Cell is one of these series that until I have that trailer in my mouth, like I don't even <laughs> want to. I can't even speculate about it anymore because all they need to do, and Ben Roy said this in the past, is just copy Metal Gear Solid Five, <laughs> yeah. just just copy that, and you know, just just make a modern day Splinter Cell in that vein. You know, I don't trust Ubisoft to make. Um, a good game anymore no, <laughs> just in general uh, so for them to use this franchise um, as a kind of way to win over goodwill i'm just i just i'm i, I don't have any hope but it's split <laughs> itself so of course i'll be there but now they're not. They're going back and remaking one. So they're not
3: even doing the obvious big fat open world thing that, that you would expect. They'll from so now find I'm, a way. Now I'm confused. Oh, <laughs> and also, they... I don't care anymore. I don't want to hear. NFTs are on there as well. They actually win Oh, anymore, it's so. the beginning of that
2: stuff, mate. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's an entire generation coming your way of NFT conversations. The um, Yeah, the thing with Spinner sell I imagine they'll go down the Hitman route and like maybe they'll take the levels at the Chinese embassy and stuff from the first game and flesh them out into little Hitman yeah. zones. Well,
3: they do that though because I replayed all of them, all mm-hmm. the first three, and the politicsy stuff. And do they want to mm-hmm. upset China? Because everyone wants to sell their stuff in China. <laughs> They're going to break even. That's what I was wondering as I was just, it's a lot as a kid. It's like you're just shooting people and hiding in the dark. There's a lot of China stuff, and you know how companies just want to sell more stuff. So I don't know. It's going to be a saying, weird one.
2: I want to shoot people and hide in the dark. So as long as they can get that right, then maybe it'll be fine. Um, Josh, what is your next award, please?
1: Oh, let me me get one up. I've got a few, so I need to just move through my notes like a terrible Oscar um, commentator. The one I've got next is... 2021's game that made me feel the most left out because this was on almost everyone's game of the year list and maybe was on ours as well. Mm-hmm. And everyone wouldn't stop talking about Psychonauts 2, and I tried uh, so hard oh. to play Psychonauts 2. It's just one of those things where I'm not saying it's a bad game by any means. You know, that's definitely not what I'm saying. But it's just something that just didn't didn't click with me. And it's and I'm just here, like almost at the window, pressing my face against it, just wishing I could have what other people are having with this title because i can concede that it looks good it's so charming you know it's even quite fun to play it just something about it didn't come together for me personally
2: no, I, yeah, I can, I can agree. Like, I mean, I love the original Psychonauts. I love Tim Schafer. Like, you know, I love the whole aesthetic. I love platformers. Like I should have absolutely drank this game in and I devoured Cana Bridges spirits precisely because of that reason. Um, but I also bounced off it. I went back to it over the Christmas break. I put a few more hours back into it and it still just didn't grab me. I know Jules did it in like two sittings and he absolutely loved it. It was his game of the year, but um, Ben Roy, did you play through much of it?
3: I played the first level and I was like, I just don't like it. I just <laughs> And, we, li- we live in a free uh, a society, as you would say. Yes. And I chose to opt out. I played a little bit. I, pl- I put about an hour into it, like um, a few other Game Pass games. And if they didn't they grab me, I'm done. And I was done. I didn't like it. I think that's
2: fair. I definitely do like it. I just want st- to see it through. I know that there's, uh, there's more deeper material in the story
3: and that I keep hearing about. Not liking it doesn't mean I hate it. It just means it's just not my jam. There's other things I want to play not just your cup of clear. tea
2: just like yeah. forza horizon 5 just not i played that for an hour it. and then put it away you yeah. had a lovely time you went around all the corners couldn't get enough of it my next one is the oh so that's what next gen graphics are supposed to look like award which goes to matrix awakens something that actually did make me go oh okay so we we do have a future here we're not just going like oh it's the cross Cross-gen releases and it's oh well you know all we have to we have to just accept that all next-gen is is ray tracing and a slightly smoother frame rate. No, actually it can be a noticeable step up. That was my thing of like where were all these games? And like, I guess going forward, we'll get more notable stuff like that. But that absolutely made me go, oh, okay, cool. I'm glad I have all this. I'm glad I sunk a grand into all
1: this stuff. (laughs) That's the one, isn't it, man? Like that demo is just so jaw-dropping in a lot of ways. Mm. And as a fan and current player of Enter the Matrix, I'm playing that game, visualizing the Unreal Engine 5's graphics (laughs) on top of it because, you know, the Matrix is back. Fellas, and, and there needs to be a new Matrix game. They need to flesh this out, mm. IMO. It would be such a wasted opportunity well, to not do it because it just oh looks looks lush.
2: They have said that um, they're going to be adding combat mechanics and different stuff to the Matrix Awaken. So I, I don't know what that is in aid of, other than just sort of testing it and seeing how good it can look and whatever. But like you can hop in different cars and drive around and stuff and get a little bit yeah. of a feel of what it might be like to drive around. Uh, is it Mega City One? I think it's called I don't um, know. Uh, the, the big old city. That's, that- that's out of
3: um. The Judge, Duke, Dredd. Not Duke, Judge Dredd, Dredd film, yeah, isn't Dredd.
2: it? Pretty, the one in Matrix <laughs> is
3: called something like that. But anyway, not
2: to worry, it's fine. Ben Roy,
3: Oh, no, was it Ben yes. Roy? Yes, Mister Ben Roy. What's yeah.
2: your next award, please?
3: Okay, so it's um, we got the Best Josh Brown Recommendation of the Year <laughs> Award. i you going to say that you have, didn't play? But yeah. We have um, we have three games up for this. Uh-huh. Wow, uh, two of them. Well, two of them I liked. One of them I thought was pretty crap. Uh, so. <laughs> The Forgotten City was nominated for this. Also, everyone around, like the internet, was mentioning it. But I think after I realised Josh Brown wasn't talking about the sinking sea, I <laughs> went and actually played this. And this has been I finally listened to Josh Brown. Um, Mundorn is also in this. Mondorn yes. is a game that probably would have been on my game of the year list if I like it was it look i put far Cry. was it six is it six six is yeah, the newest idea yeah. i put that at the number 10 because i just didn't know what to put on there probably mundon on there now mundon mm-hmm. was pretty good uh and then what i didn't like is visage i played it for oh, two yeah. hours and i just kind of like got bored of
2: what it the exact was same doing
3: and me. i think it, i think i've done that in other things before and i don't think it was doing it how i wanted to so if it was going to go on games that are better I'd say Forgotten City, mm-hmm. but the one that I would not have heard of at all if it wasn't for Josh Brown is Mundon. So Mundon wins the Josh Brown recommendation of the year. It's a beautiful hey. time.
2: I can I can just very quickly, I can back the Forgotten City was also something that I listened to. I didn't even know what that was. And then Josh is like, I found, you just do this every, I found yeah. this thing and we all go, have you? What's that? And then you go, no, it's great, lads. And then all of a sudden it's all over Twitter and it's everywhere.
1: I like it when it pays off sometimes i do that and then no one ever plays it and no one ever hears it <laughs> but sometimes the forgotten city like that was very vindicate vindicating i must admit uh, fellas like i felt mm. i felt like i'd really found a gem before it all kicked off finding that one I but i uh, think that we need to on. do something on the end of that game the final
2: final ending because it is hands down the craziest most insane ending in anything ever like just, I think it uh, needs to
1: needs to be in something, man. Like I yeah. was up for doing a spoiler cast of it when we all yes. finally played it, but uh, understandably not many people had played it at that time. So hopefully more people get to experience what that mad twist is, mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully take Ben Roy's recommendation for Josh Brown's recommendation here and kind of <laughs> you know get the game themselves. I've
2: never seen something so balmy play itself so straight. <laughs> and just i'm waiting for them to go like ah whatever no
3: they play a completely straight and they do what against fella 12 minutes, they have a lad that just does everything for you for a while, so you don't have to go and do everything oh, in all, I tell the, you what, all the time.
2: Yeah, that game single-handedly solves the time loop checkpoint problem that yeah. gives me so much anxiety in everything else. Um, Josh, what's your next award, please?
1: Oh, man, even though I know which order this is in, it's surprised <laughs> me every single time. Um, My next game is, oh, my next award, sorry, yes. is 2021's game that made me cry real human tears. And now this oh. is one that I didn't get to talk about. And be talking about hopefully um, in an editorial on the What Culture Gaming channel soon, mm-hmm. so I won't dwell on it too much. But over the Christmas break, I didn't play much, but I played a game called Before Your Eyes, which is um, a game, a PC game that's entirely controlled by blinking. And the idea is, every single time you blink in this game, time moves forward. You move to another part of this character's life, so you're playing scenes from their life. And every single time you blink, like I said, um, it jumps forward. So you're fighting against yourself to kind of stay in these moments for as much as you possibly can. And it absolutely flawed me. I thought the mechanics worked. It was so ingenious. And at the heart of it, there is this um, really emotional story that I can't wait to talk about at length that honestly, by the end, I was just in a flood of tears like crying my eyes out which is quite a big thing for me because while i easily sob at movies like it's very rare that a game gets me to that level and this Mm -hmm. pushed me over it like down a cliff
2: i've not been in an absolute state from a game since like celeste which is at the very end of that thing but um, Um,
3: yeah (laughs) last of us 2 I, I think I messaged as, as it was happening, I was going, I'm destroyed. <laughs> <But> yeah.
2: <laughs> I someday we should, I don't know. We, I was going to say, we should talk about that. We've talked about it, but there, I, I was cheering in that moment, not because of what was happening in the visual, but because I realized that all the spoilers that I thought I'd read were wrong. And I just, I just loved that feeling that I hadn't had the last of us two spoiled for me, but, um, <clears throat> overall, um, that is it before your eyes. That's the name before of Before your one? eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that pop up on a lot of people's top tens and I hadn't even heard a whiff of it across most of 2021. Like I, not even a mention of it at all. Um, but I think, like you said, it's worth checking out, and people can keep an eye on the channel for your editorial. Um, my next award is the longest game in the world I just had to <laughs> abandon, which goes to It Takes Two, a game that I went back to with my wife. We played hours and hours and hours of it every night, every day, in a row, and it just doesn't end. So after a while, we just deleted it because I don't care enough. And as much as I love Joseph Farrow in my entirety of my heart, he needs to know to shave off... 15 hours of that game like it is <laughs> ludicrous ben Ryan, or you got through it but i don't know how you did
3: so every wednesday around 7 to 11 i play games with one of my mates and mm-hmm. um or two or three but we we sat down and we dedicated game time to this right it was like three or four weeks of just playing <laughs> that game i just right. it just kept going and going And yeah i i don't begrudge anyone for abandoning it abandoning it mm-hmm. because it Lit, as you were telling me, is like, mate, you haven't even got to the bit where you think you're at the end, and I go, and the ha uh, <laughs> haha, now you have to find four more things. Yeah, what? Yeah, that thing where it
2: pull, it pulls a Zelda, it pulls a Wind Waker, where it says, oh hey, by the way, the thing you need is actually split into x different parts. I know it's like a standard trope, but Wind Waker was known for it. And, uh, you've done
1: so much it's
2: so insane it, and it's just there's not enough narrative there to stretch out like you're just doing it's the same point over and over and over and over again and as much as the gameplay is smooth and solid and i like seeing what fires has come up with after a while i just we were just like yeah this is fine this has always been fine but it needs to end and they just it's paced horribly ben right what's your next award please
3: oh this is the take that jim ryan award the uh, best <laughs> PS1 slash 2 slash 3 game. Uh-huh. Uh, big list here, so I'm going to quickly rattle down them. Return to yep. Castle, Wolfenstein, Conflict Desert Storm 1 and 2, Resident Evil <laughs> Wild Break, Half-Life, The Thing, Spec Ops The Line, Split Cell Trilogy, Gears, uh, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection, Metal Gear Solid 4, Alice Madness Returns, Prison Break The Conspiracy, and Silent <laughs> Hill HD Collection.
0: Now, I think... <laughs>
3: How was Prison Break in 2021? I haven't got it? to that yet. As I okay. was playing, I, I, I've included I've, everything I bought. I've played most of these, but as I was playing a way out, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy the Prison Break game because I've got <laughs> a PlayStation 3 and I've almost had that PlayStation 3 for a year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so many of these games were like, I went back to you go back to conflict desert storm it's like this was just a different time <laughs> uh and then you jump into things like the original half-life and like well i never played this on playstation 2 but it's a lot better on pc yes. uh lived in splint cell hd trilogy and the american solid hd collection for what seemed like forever but if i was to work, it's down to two games that i feel like would win this for me it would either be Spec Ops The Line or Metal Gear Solid 4 Uh and I'm I'm teetering, I'm teetering but I think what wins it for me is the monkey that's smoking with a nappy and a can (laughs) of coke. That monkey just somehow pushes Nolanov's excellent performance out the way and wins it for me.
2: Did you think, because going back to these games, me and Josh were talking about The Matrix as, as is our want, and I think when you think back on The Matrix trilogy, the sequels especially, it's like, how the hell did this get made for this much money? Like, Matrix Reloaded, they made an entire highway for the, for that big scene, and I think you think yeah. back to stuff like that, did you have any feeling of like going back to stuff from the 2000s, going like, because compared to now, it's like, oh, how the hell did this stuff get made?
3: Well, it's, it's just things like um, there's a certain part in Return of the Course, Castle Wolfenstein where you, you fight some elite troopers, but they're mm-hmm. just women in like tight leather clothes, like just tight <laughs> leather. And you just like you just don't wouldn't get that now or like say the how the the how dark and deep spec the line goes yeah. and how much of that was.
1: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for health That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Just go to indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire, you need indeed. Surprise for everyone. I know everyone's hardened on it forever. Mm-hmm. And you're
3: just like shocked by that. Um, but yeah, it has to be like Network Solid for like the, just the, how the very weird like
2: the amount of money that went into Metal Gear, like doesn't feel like it yeah. would ever happen again. Like I, I got maybe Kojima could have a few words with Mr. Sony and get something like that off the ground again.
3: Well, I don't know how much we almost got that with like a death channel, I guess, with the mm. Princess Beach and stuff like that. But <laughs> yeah, they, they, just so many points out of all these things, like Desert Storm 2 came out during the war, it was depicting like just weird crap mm. like that. And as I said, the splint cell stuff where how um I don't know. China was the enemy of the month, even though they were trying to make it out to be. And then other Tom Clancy games at the time, mm-hmm. it was Russia. So it was just and how political it was a that game door. When and how weirdly going. political that game was. And I just, as a kid, I was just like, I just want to hide in the dark, sort of thing. And you, <laughs> when you rediscover so much of this stuff which you think you know, but then you haven't played for so long, it's it's mm-hmm. great. But yeah, the the like the the monkey in the diaper, and then the I forget the the mooing Metal Gears. So they're mooing after <laughs> bloody Raiden. Like, Moo. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I'm, I'm glad I that you can't be up to be Yeah. And forgetting how to beat Vamp in that fight in the um in that room was like, and I had to actually go to um, I had to go to you. was like, how do I beat this? Because I th- <laughs> I've been there before. Like, oh I thought like, I can't believe that I forgot how to beat Vamp. And I'm not spoiling it because I'm a weirdo and not spoiling an old game. And as I'm just playing them now, I've play them last year, Sant Hill 2, man. It's mm. I, I love whack, I love whacking these weird lads with a playing a wood of an L in it. it's such a good experience.
2: <laughs> Something like the um, Sound Hill collection should be made way more widely available, Like, I think it's it's hard to even get them, like you have to get your On PS3. Xbox
3: it is, and stuff like yeah. that, but I mean this is just, I, and I could have played a lot of these on Xbox maybe, but because mm. Jim Ryan re- refuses to give, me, uh, give us our wish, then here it goes, and who knows next year when I get my auntie to send me a while PS1 games, I'll be playing the Phantom Menace well, game this thing. year, so when he uh, when he unleashes Spartacus, whatever form that takes, Jedi power battles be the first thing in there, mate. you just
1: yeah. the,
2: you got to wait for it. Josh, what is your next award, please?
1: My next award is uh, 2021's best hog-related jump scare, which goes to Resident Evil Village because you know there's it's lot a of big good... hog that jump scares my friends in Resident Evil but the hoggiest of them all comes <laughs> from the hog that you find locked in one of the rooms in the village itself and i i, I played through this and have never jumped more in my life benroy talked to me about visage one of my favorite horror games that i've played over the last few years got nothing got nothing <laughs> on that big pig in resident really? evil really um, hogs eight. of four you might absolutely. say absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it scared me so much, I put a clip of it on Twitter. That's how much it got me. Oh, I know well, voice, exactly what well, you Your voice as well,
3: with your actual voice reaction, which was
1: class. <laughs> yes, <laughs> tragically, my voice was recorded, and you could hear every bit of fear in it.
2: Massive shout-out to the, the hogs of Resident Evil Village. I feel like a lot of Resident Evil Village's reputation is around how crazy and over-the-top it is, but it still does nail, like, the fundamentals, like, stuff like that, Cause especially because you're maybe not expecting it as much, so you're sort of just carrying through, drinking it all in, and then, lol, there's a hog.
1: I think that's it, yeah. you know, like Resident Evil Village is, is much more action-oriented, but it's mm. still got a lot of scares, even outside of like the big scary set pieces. Like it's still got a lot of just good little frights in there mm-hmm. that remind you like, yeah, this is the sequel to Resident Evil 7, which was piss scary.
2: <sighs> RE7 was was, a, was an absolute gem. My next award is game you heard about and didn't know actually came out, but it's actually incredible. Pray for the Gods. Which is the oh. shadow of the Colossus ripoff inspired by Thing, um, that I feel like got announced five, six years ago or something, and it was it was always called Pray for the Gods, and then and um, there was a whole thing with Bethesda where they said you can't use the word Pray because we own the Pray IP, and then Pray for the Gods people, No Matter Studios, um, went cool, we'll call it Pray for the Gods A E Y, so it's like Pray for the Gods, and then then it, on the store it's still listed as Pray for the whatever, it's it you can get Pray for the Gods if you just search for it, and I think. Um, I enjoyed it more than Shadow of the Colossus. One of my biggest big bugbears with that game is that it feels too repetitive. It feels like it resets you, and it's just, okay, get on the horse, ride out to the thing, um, kill one thing, reset, do it th- you know 12 more times. And for me, there's not enough variety in what you do to take them down. Like, you're just looking for a point to potentially climb on, and that's it. Um, and not that many of them have you know enough variation. Um, and so when you play Prayer for the Gods, it is very much Shadow of the Colossus, but with a Breath of the Wild-style open world, so it's very, like, I wonder what that monolith is in the distance, like Sable-style. So you're always getting pulled towards different things. There's a whole survival system in there and crafting system and cooking food and stuff. Um, and there's also regular enemies to fight in between when you're on the way to the bosses. Um, and the bosses themselves have way more to them. Like sometimes you have to hop on like a turret and shoot them in specific parts to weaken them and then jump on something. Um, or get one of them to reach for like a point that hurts, which I know is in Shadow of the Classes, but you do it more here. Um, maybe they reach their arm over and then you jump on and you ride that back to their shoulder and, you know, you find a way to take them down. Um, and I just, I love the lore in it as well. It's very Dark so kind of law, you're finding all these bits of scripture about the land and what happened and the first people that conquered the land before you were there and what the giants are and all that kind of stuff. Um, It goes a bit banana sandwich at the end where it feels like they ran out of budget and they just had to do a big ending, but they didn't really have the money to do it properly. Um, But the vast majority of that game, I just drank in and it's one of my biggest recommendations of something from last year because I feel like it drops right before the end of the year with zero fanfare after years of being this Shadow of the Colossus thing. Um, But it's actually genuinely very impressive considering the the team size and, and what they were pulling from.
1: I mean, I wasn't familiar with this at all until you started mentioning it, mm. and you enjoying it more than Shadow of the Colossus is... It's a big deal, <laughs> It's a big, big recommendation. Well, I've never and liked Shadow of like... the
2: Colossus that much, so you could take that for
1: <laughs> Maybe, yeah. And uh, I don't know. For me, it's on my radar now. Thank you very much, Scott Tilford. I hope I get to it um, <laughs> sometime this year. Consider me
2: screaming this from the rooftops. Go play Pray for the Gods. It's brilliant. Ben Roy, next award, please.
3: Speaking about... Um games that scott tells us to play uh, this is the best rec- recommendation from scott that i didn't play is this every of, single um, thing
2: i've ever texted you about uh
3: this is also sponsored by the um the bonus award of just leave me alone which goes to breath of the world uh, i've played that i've tried that game enough i don't want everyone to hear about it again uh so Games that I didn't play. I'm he so that Pray, Pray for the gods. I yep. you said something about it was like Shadow Colossus, so yep. that's on there. Good. Uh, Hot Wheels. Just <clears throat> I I I know I know. Okay. Uh, and Kano, Kano Bridge of Spirits. I mean, I, I didn't have time. Uh, dodgeball <laughs> Academia. I, if I want to play dodgeball, I'll go outside and get get get, get a ball. Get get anything. or throw it. at A young person. Can you throw fireballs? Uh, no. Uh, fist bit forged in shadow of torch mate let's just Carry um, on. just 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 listen this yeah. okay uh and then uh ratchet and clank a rift i ripped a fart good uh so <laughs> i have all these games the, the probably the best game that i didn't play was probably ratchet and clank right but the no. one i just don't i just don't care right i don't <laughs> care
2: I know. Uh, I don't think I did much of a campaign to get you to play Hot Wheels Unleashed. I can't even get you on Forza Horizon. I'm not going to get you on Hot, Hot Wheels Unleashed. Uh, but, um, Breath of the Wild, though, best game of all time. Carry
3: on. The Breath of the Breath of the Wild is in a different category, and it yes. won unami- unanimously. But it's probably dodgeball, mate. I just mm. I'll play Windjammers Two. Oh, that's but that's out soon. soon. That's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll play that. Yeah. But sometimes I just need to be in the mood, and I wasn't in the mood for this. Look,
2: we can agree and... that Windjammers Two is out soon, and that'll bring us back together. Yeah.
3: And I'll I throw stuff at people in real life, but Windjammers 2, going to be on Pass, Phil Spencer Choice Award 2022, who knows? <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. That game had the weirdest beta ever where you
2: had to download a code off the website and set it off downloading from the PlayStation Store website. It wasn't listed on the console dashboard. So like the servers were like, the people that were playing was like 50 people. Um, It was horrendous. But if they get it in front of people, then people just play Windjammers. That thing is incredible. I look forward to that later this month. Josh Brown, next award, please.
1: And The next award for me is 2021's award for the only game I traded in because it gave me an existential crisis, which is Far Cry Far, Far Cry Six. Yep. Apologies, Far Cry Six. Part of the problem, to be honest, yep. that it could be Far Cry Five. Well, that's exactly it, my friend. It was just more Far Cry for me, and I couldn't play it without thinking of all the other games that I had not played and could be playing instead, which is, for me, the marker of something that I just need to get out of my life. I do want to go back to it eventually when I have more time and play through it properly, but that was just a thing. Um, that I had to break my no trading rule for that I had right. to I just couldn't have in my home because I knew it would be like a shadow just looming over me throughout <laughs> the rest of the year. So that would, to was, um, but once that is down in price, like I say, I will definitely return.
2: Okay, I, I'm not returning to that. I, I, no, <laughs> I don't don't need that. I'll uh, I'll borrow one of Ben Rose awards. I don't care. I've tried carrying. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Far Cry Six, <laughs> hell no.
3: S- see, with me, I I told you I have played Far Cry one. And then I'd play Far Cry 5. So mm, yeah, you're I, I wasn't burnt out on this at all. And John Carr's was the reason I jumped in. I liked his stuff. I very quickly got some sort of like core weapons that let you shoot through walls and stuff. And I turned it into some sort of mystical game. So that was a lot better <laughs> for me. And then I just put a podcast on and I only took the headphones out when there was a cutscene. And the cutscenes weren't <laughs> the weird first person thing where everyone's holding themselves so close to you. So I don't know. I I, I did like right. that they actually shot a story this time. That actually your character yeah. actually had agency this time. Um, you should play
2: Far Cry 3 if you want any more Far Cry, just to see how. i no, no. Ages. I'm all, I'm all right.
3: I'm I'm really good for now. Like. <laughs> <laughs> After that one, I was like, I don't. I wouldn't get another Far Cry next year in or a year long year time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They need to those things up. Yeah.
2: Uh, my next award is the game I wish I'd gone back to sooner, which is Unpacking. This is something that I played a lot, uh, or initially when it arrived on Game Pass last year. And I was, I went back to this because it was on so many people's Game of the Year list. I know Josh liked it a lot. I know you did as well, Ben Roy. And I was watching all that. I was listening to a lot of the Game, game of the Year stuff at the end of the year. And I was like, there's got to be something I'm missing from Unpacking. I'm going to go back and try it again. So I started a new save. And my reason that I bounced off it initially was because when you start that game, you put your name in and that's what comes on the, the photo album at the start. So it's like, these are your memories and you're going back through all these different spaces. And it's just a game about unpacking belongings in a certain space. And I thought the whole point of putting your name on it was because it was like, like it's gamifying that point in your life and it's specific for every player. Because then all of a sudden we're bound together by the fact that we all probably had a Game Boy in the 90s or but you know we all had these blocky PC monitors and oh my God, do you remember where you were when you had this? And I thought that's what it was going for. So as the story unfolds and you realize that you are actually playing as a specific person that completely took me out of it last year and i was just like eh this isn't what i'm what i want but going back to it and just going with that and then going on that journey with that character and just like realizing everything that unfolds and especially the way it ends where they finally reveal who you've been the whole time and like you get to see sort of like their conclusion i was just tearing up like that thing i have a very slow um very close personal connection um to someone who's very similar very similar uh, life position And I just, I was just like, this is like, I'm just gamifying their life in the best possible way. So I just, I want to just shout out Unpacking. It's a very unique game. Um, I kind of couldn't get it out of my head after I finished it. I wish there was like DLC. Just give me more rooms and stuff to unpack. I will totally do that. Um, After a while, I just got so used to the methodical, therapeutic nature of, they just putting stuff out um, and they do really cool genius things uh storytelling wise by like you realize that someone's fallen in love because there's this extra pair of shoes or maybe you can't put your reward up on the wall now that you've moved in with someone and they don't line up with your tastes anymore and whatever and i think they do a really it's a, just a really cool unique little game that i feel um i would have shouted about a lot more if i'd pushed through earlier but also don't ask me to put my name on the thing if it could be anybody let me just 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 be the character
1: enjoyed that i um... <laughs> enjoyed unpacking a lot it was uh yeah. just very quickly it was it was like one of the two games that i played over christmas i played uh, before your eyes like i said and i played mm. unpacking and i tried to get into metroid dread i played that for like an hour or so but every single time i booted it up i just had to go back to unpacking i had to right. do more i had to get to the next room and i played it very slowly in man, it was just, it was the tonic I needed over that Christmas break.
2: <laughs> I think when you realize you can put the toothbrushes and
3: the toothpaste into any mug you like, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's a beautiful piece of customization.
2: Uh, Mr. Benroy, which I, is, I, oh, sorry. I Carry was going to say,
3: I i took a break on that because I knew it was going to get sad. Like, I feel like mm. there was sadness coming after I did a certain amount of things. And it's like, I can't have the sadness right now. I need to do with some other things. <laughs> That's why I've hid away in like vice it or whatever. But I'm going to go back to it and actually finish it yes. at some point soon. But I love. Yeah, I, I just, absolutely love the way it wraps. I don't want to be. I don't want to be crushed by it. Let's just say. So.
2: <laughs> no, I, I would say if you're, if that's also a shared potential fear from anyone listening to us, it definitely has a, a very rounded approach to emotions. It's not trying to bum you out. I think the way that it ends is incredible. Um, I love that thing, Benroy. What is your final award?
3: Well, do you a final award because you did, a, you did I, a little quick one earlier. I well, I have actually two more, so I'll just well, you can uh, do one for, I'll throw out one quick one because I need to get—I need to just say—why am I doing this? Goes to twelve minutes. I, I hate you. <laughs> uh, I, I love the performances in there, some of them, but I don't know what was going on there. I mm. don't know why I wasted that time. But wettest fart of <laughs> the year. Yep. And destructional stars is a nominee because I, I thought I, you
2: were going to go down the route of like, oh, it's Oddworld Soulstorm, but I see what you did. I, did I, that.
3: I, I mean, There's no farts in that game, so I, I know they're out. uh Outriders. Uh, I went yep. to another country before the world changed to play that game. Uh, it and uh, back for blood. Oh now, I can't believe what a failure of a game. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it's a failure. I, I I can't believe this game. I can't believe how much they dropped the ball and how much I was brought into the marketing hype. I, I, I was kind of brought into the hype, but like at the same time, it always felt a bit wrong. Right. Mm. And then when you get into it, it, it played the beta it's overloaded by like cards and all this other crap and it doesn't necessarily play how you think and then they're forcing you into like classes and this could be done well and it is done better in like aliens fire team elite if, in that sort of respect mm-hmm. which we had a lovely time with didn't we everyone we did, we did one whole but, um, level <laughs> <laughs> but back for blood I, I i there's almost a hatred in me for how bad i think it is in the end and i can't believe whenever i hear someone praise it i'm not like i'm gonna now talk to you online and attack you like it's some trusted people that i have listened to for years Mm -hmm. but then like i'm like how much did you play left for dead because you and there's been comparisons going around i can't believe how different these two games are Mm -hmm. and how much it was sold on the creators of left for dead when it's like ah it was like joe Bloggs and jim brannan were Mm -hmm. worked on it and then they went over and then they said we're going to do this and it just feels like they threw they threw up some like uh, luminous skins on some people. And then there you go. We animated when, it and let, pretended it was still alive. Left 4 Dead is so deep and so great. And when I went to a friend's play it when it was its 10-year anniversary, we just sat through and played all Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 in one sitting. Mm-hmm. It took forever and it was great. And I have so much, so many war stories from that game. And Back for Blood was... I can't believe they're spawning seven of the same special infected on us at once. Mm -hmm. And I just needed to get this out without No, I think that's, I mean, the thing is that people have been sharing
2: like Steam uh, active player lists comparing like Left 4 Dead 2 or Left 4 Dead right now compared to Back 4 Blood and it's completely trancing it. And like you said, there are comparison videos out there. Uh, Kroby Cats returned to YouTube, very much pointed that stuff out, highlighting that like, yeah, as much as their marketing, that was the most obvious marketing spin they could do. Um, but the reality of the team that worked on Left 4 Dead that then worked on Back for Blood is paltry and like you said the most important people aren't there anymore. So um, yeah, I think that's more than valid. Josh Brown, final award please.
1: Um, I've got a quick honorable mention and then my actual final award. Two very quick ones. First is 2021's game that I loved but ruined by talking about it too much. That is Returnal. (laughs) Um, I felt like I talked about that in every video, every podcast, every single thing I did, whether Uh it was friends, family, or co-workers or whatever. Um, I'd be happy to never talk about that again, but other than to say it was my game of the year. Really enjoyed it. You've become
2: Celine. You're now trapped in this space (laughs) and you can't get out.
1: I absolutely am. Uh, uh, and finally, is the award for game I continue to not play, much to the displeasure of my friends, family, and co-workers, which is of course Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori <laughs> in the Will of the Wisps.
2: Uh, well, I'm I'm honoured to be called a, a, a family, or whatever it was, friends, co-workers, all those things. Other than just man who says this to you every day. At some <laughs> point, I'm gonna get someone to pay me to st- I'm going to pay someone to stand outside your house and just shout it through your window. Have you, have you done it? Yeah, you played it yet, mate? Have you started? Yeah. <laughs>
1: you it yet? know what, mate? You know what? I had a uh, my internet was out last night, and no, I was I'm sure kind was. of annoyed. I was thinking, oh, what am I gonna do? And I kind of had a brainwave. I'll play. I'll play the Ori games. I'll start them now. Obviously, you can't play them without being <laughs> logged into Game Pass, can you? Because that's how I've accessed them. And I was like, it's just fate. It just does not the, the, the whoever's controlling this planet does not want me <laughs> to play these games. Ben Roy, thoughts?
3: Even though I've played those games, right? Exactly. <laughs> I you wouldn't play them back to back because you'd probably get a bit drawn that, out.
2: That's that's definitely the caveat. Is that Will of the Wisps is several order of magnitudes better than Blind Forest, even though Blind Forest is great. But you do need to start with Blind Forest, otherwise, Will of the Wisps, they, they, what story is there, won't land at all.
3: They're, they're, I would say they're better than Celeste in the games that I've I've played. To it, I could do an award of games I have played to make Scott happy. But, um, yeah, <laughs> that's a key. Road, good. One. Yeah. Oh,
2: dear.
3: He he gets he gets through it. He gives it a good go. But yeah, uh, my
2: final award is no seriously, literally everyone. Why wasn't this game of the year? Which goes to Metroid Dread because not a single <laughs> outlet did that. I, I think maybe Eurogamer did. I forget. But when I was scanning everybody, just feel like Metroid Dread didn't get like remotely as much of a look in as it should have been. And again, I'm not going to go on about it. But I just couldn't believe that. It was like all the nominations that the game was, I was glad it was in there. Um, but it just feels like like it's it's just barely been part of the conversation in anywhere near as much as um, people have come out for Deathloop, people have come out for Returnal. I haven't really seen anybody stand out there and go, hey, it's definitely Metroid Dread. So I'm just pitching that flag and letting it play They put, they put about a free demo it,
3: right? up on yeah. the Switch, right? Yeah. I was playing that, and after, yeah. a, after a bit of playing that, I was like, I, I closed it and I went and to play Inside, a very nice, <laughs> rich, uh, a very old game at this point, but I played Inside instead of that game. I don't know about it. I just want the Prime, and then maybe I'll get back into all the Metro.
2: Maybe Prime
3: will revitalize
2: people and make them go check out Dread, but all the games that we've mentioned, in whichever way we've done them, if I can't think how many of a, a percentage were positive for our rewards that we've just done, but I'm sure there's lots of little recommendations that you can get stuck into. My one's definitely Metroid Dread. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll get around to as many things as possible but thank you all very much for listening this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast I've been your host Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Moy Turner Prison Break Conspiracy get it now
1: and Josh Brown Into the Matrix 35 pence by Path
2: of WWF No Mercy we'll catch you next time
1: <laughs> bye 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 bye